Hi Village and good morning, uh, good to be with you all. Uh, I hope that you're all doing okay. Uh, I'm still wishing that we could all be together and even more so um, and just longing for that to happen soon. If you're a visitor, if you're just checking us out, um, you're so welcome and thank you for joining with us this morning. My name's Andrew, I'm one of the pastors here at Village Church in Belfast. Um, all my life I've had a problem with my hearing and to, and to be honest it went unnoticed for a really long time. At least it went unnoticed to me for a really long time. My dad was actually the first person to pick up on it because uh, he was always asking me, do you hear? And I thought this was a, a strange question because of course I could hear. And he knew I could hear because we've had conversations. And then my teachers began to pick up on this too. Mr. White, my P7 uh, teacher and mini rugby coach, he always used to say, Andrew, do you have ears? And uh, that was another stupid question to me because, well, yeah, of course I have ears. You can see these two things in the side of my head, Mr. White. And this problem went on as I got older. And, and one of my secondary school teachers used to say, Mr. Elder, you have um, two ears and one mouth. So how is it possible that you use your mouth twice as much as you use your ears? Yeah, another weird comment about the anatomy of my head well, fast forward a bit and now I'm married and as everybody knows, there's no greater hearing test in the world than marriage, right? Um, but thankfully, thankfully marriage has helped diagnose the problem for me. Because I can't tell you how many times that Haley has said to me, uh, you don't listen. Uh, and well, probably because I wasn't listening in the first place, but sorry. <laughs> um, but you see, there's, there's not actually a problem with my hearing. There's nothing wrong with my ears. The problem is that I don't listen. The problem is that I don't hear and respond. And as it turns out, this has been a problem for me my whole life. You see, when my dad asked me, do you hear? He didn't mean that I actually hear the words he was saying to me. He meant, did I understand? Did I respond to? You see, hearing is about far more than just hearing the sound of the words. It's about receiving and understanding what is being said to us and even responding to us. And I think if we uh, look, in, look at hearing in these terms, we probably quickly realise that we all have hearing problems. This morning we're continuing this series in the parable of Jesus. Uh, and we're going to be looking at the parable uh, of the sower. It's called the parable of the sower, but really it could be called the, the parable of the, the four soils because the focus of the story that Jesus tells is on the types of soil that the seed is planted into. It's one of the most well-known parables of Jesus and, and it's one of only a very few that Jesus actually gives us an explanation for. And this is a parable about hearing and specifically about hearing the word of God. Now, as we saw last week, one of the main features of the parables of Jesus is that they have the ability to both make clear Jesus' teaching to those who want to receive it, while at the same time making it hidden uh, from those who want to reject it. Craig Blumberg, a New Testament scholar, he, he says that the parables of Jesus both conceal and reveal. They both conceal and reveal. And this is really what our parable this morning is about. You see, Jesus, as Jesus went about his ministry, uh, some people are gathering to him and, and want to be close to him because they want to respond, they want to hear, they want to receive what he is saying about this new kingdom that he's bringing into the world. But others are gathering to him because they want to catch him out. They want to trick him. They even want to plot to kill him. Their hearts are hard to what he has to say. 
And as Jesus teaches in these parables, it has the effect of, of revealing more of the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of God, to those who want to, re- to, to receive it and concealing it at the same time from those whose hearts are hard to it. Uh, Graham Bynan, a pastor in England, he used this helpful analogy. I think it's great. He says that the parables are kind of like automatic sliding doors. Okay, so think about it. Uh, the automatic doors are, are closed. And as you approach them with the attitude of entering in, the doors open up. But if you just stand back and look at them, the doors will always remain closed. Unless you approach them, the doors will always remain a barrier to you. And so it is for the word of God. If we keep our distance, it will always be a barrier to us. Paul says in in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that, that the gospel can even be like an obstacle to those who don't believe it. But if we approach the word of God in the right way, if, if we have a willingness to hear and receive and understand and respond, it's no longer a barrier to us. It's a doorway into the kingdom of God. It's even a doorway into the family of God. And we'll see that later on. And, and this is the call of Jesus through this parable to us this morning. Jesus says in, in, in uh, Matthew 13 verse 9, He who has ears, let him hear. In other words, whoever has ears, let them hear. You see, I think the message of this parable that Jesus has for us uh, this morning is be careful how you hear. Because as we will see in a second, we don't always hear in the same way. I became a dad this week. Well, actually, I became my dad this week. I think it probably happens to all men who have kids or all probably all parents. You become your your, your, your own parents at some point. Um I've been a father for nearly six years, but for the first time, I used the phrase to my son, do you hear? And I just thought, well, my life's over. I'm just dad now. That's it really, isn't it? But but in that moment, I realized the frustration that that, that my dad felt with me and, and probably also um, my teachers and my wife and, and anyone else who knows me really. But, 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 but Jesus knew this frustration well. You see, uh, he has been been going around, uh, and Matthew tells us previously up to this point, that he's been going around all of Israel, uh, teaching about the kingdom of God and showing people what the kingdom of God is like. Um, He's he's going around telling people, hey, that the kingdom of God is, is the world as God intends it to be. It's with God ruling over it, and it's a place of everlasting joy and peace and human flourishing. And I'm here to bring that right now. And as he does this, he he finds that there's four different responses to this message, four ways that people respond to this message of the the, the coming of the kingdom. And he explains them in this parable. And he says, a sower goes out to sow some seed. A very common sight to to Jesus' listeners. If you're in the ancient Near East, uh, you would have been familiar with that. A lot of his audience probably were farmers themselves. They would have known the exact process that Jesus is describing here. They would have they would have recognized straight away the four different types of soil that Jesus describes. It would have been very familiar to them. I almost said it'd be very familiar ground, but that's too much of a pun. Uh, so, uh, but but it may not be straight away familiar to us. And I don't mean because it's about agriculture and we're you know flat white drinking townies. I mean because. Uh, it, it, the way that the sower and the farmer in this passage uh, sows the seed seems odd to us, doesn't it? Um, one of the byproducts of lockdown is that Haley and I have started watching Gardener's World on BBC Two. Um, yeah, 
that's where we've got to. Um, but you know what? It's uh, BBC Two, Monty Don, Friday nights. You know, so so relaxing. He's got his dogs following around the garden. He's saying plant names in Latin. Uh, he's speaking softly, and it's just pure relaxation TV. Um, but when you watch Gardener's World. Um, that sounded like a plug for Gardener's World. Watch it if you want to. If you don't, that's fine. Um, but when you watch Gardener's World, you'll notice that, that, that how carefully Monty Don is about sowing seeds. He, if he's putting stuff in the ground, they're in neat rows, carefully spaced. Or if he's putting stuff in pots, it's one tiny seed per pot, carefully placed. But that's not the way it was in Jesus' time. In the ancient Near East, the farmer would, would scatter his seed everywhere and then plough the land to cover over. And so inevitably, the seeds landed on all kinds of ground. This is actually where we, where we get the word broadcast from. It's, it's to describe this practice of, of spreading seeds everywhere, to, to, to cast them abroad, as it were. And Jesus uses this language, this imagery that would have been very familiar to his listeners to describe the generous nature of himself spreading the message of the kingdom. That the sower is Jesus in this passage and he's spreading this message. And and he says, I'm going to spread this message to everyone, even though I know that three out of four are ultimately going to reject it. You see, the seed of the kingdom is scattered everywhere, uh, even where God, just like the farmer, knows that there will be no lasting fruit. Or maybe even no growth at all. He spreads his seed regardless. And, and, and in God's eyes, in the kingdom of God, that's not wasteful. And so some of the seed falls in the path. The hard, trampled ground where the seed would just have no chance of taking root. And Jesus says that this kind of soil is like people who hear the word of God and don't understand it. These are the people who hear it and don't contemplate it. They don't even begin to take it in. Like me as a wee boy, when I would hear my dad and he would tell me to do something and I would just let it go over my head. You see, the path is hard-hearted people. The path is hard-hearted people. These are the people who openly reject God, people who, who take no heed of the gospel whatsoever. And Jesus has experienced this kind of response just a couple of chapters earlier in Matthew 12, we, or Matthew 11, when we see oh, he goes to all these towns and he performs miracles and he preaches the message of the kingdom and they all reject him. This is hard ground. People who don't even think that it's remotely possible that the gospel could be even uh, relevant for them. And I'm sure that we all know people like this, don't we? People who say, well, you know what, I'm glad that you found something that works for you, but, but look, that would just never work for me, that's not for me. Or, or how could you believe that? Like, you know, we don't need religion anymore. Like, uh, it's all a bunch of nonsense. I, I think of, you know, people, even friends of mine who, who go to Christian weddings, right? And they hear this gospel message preached in the most beautiful way. And, and it's almost like it doesn't even register a response because they just assume that it's not for them. I actually know someone who, who, who has gone to church, a church service twice every Sunday for years and years and years and years. And the seed has not even begun to take root. And you see, the devil loves this kind of person. Jesus says in verse 19 that the devil comes and snatches away the seed that was sown like a bird eating seed off dry ground. Uh, the other week or last week, I don't remember, I scattered grass seed on, on some bare patches on our lawn. Uh, it was just bare, hard ground. And sure enough, really soon, there were just birds everywhere pecking up all the seeds. 
You see, hearts that are hard to the gospel are easy pickings for the evil one. And when someone's heart is closed off to the gospel, he will do all he can to make sure that any truth that is given to them is quickly taken away. But what about you? You see, remember this challenge of Jesus. He who has ears, let him hear. Be careful how you hear. You see, I think that we are meant to hear this parable and ask ourselves, which kind of soil am I? And it's easy, I think, to hear this bit about hard hearts and 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 hard soil and we just think well that's not really me you know I'm a Christian I'm part of village I got out of bed this morning to come downstairs and tune into this service thank you God for not letting me be hard soil but the truth is that we probably all have parts of our hearts that are hard soil don't we but you know parts of Jesus teaching that we just let wash over our heads parts of the Bible that we just refuse to believe or or refuse to even engage with Of course, we all love the Bible. We love God's word. We're a good Bible-believing church after all. But what about those parts of God's word that confront us and challenge us and force us to change what we believe and how we behave? It's like the lockdown rules, isn't it? We all all love the idea of lockdown. Great idea. Let's all stay at home and, and socially distance ourselves. Let's stop this virus and save lives. Let's all go out on Thursday night and clap for the NHS. But on the other hand, well, you know, it's pretty difficult and maybe we've all been a bit guilty of not strictly adhering to the rules. No judgment here, it's just an analogy. And how often have we heard a sermon or a message or or read a bit of God's word that's confronted us and we just let it fall on deaf ears like seeds falling on concrete. You see, church, the, the sobering truth is that we are all guilty of having hard ground in our hearts. And the danger is that hearts that are hard to the gospel are easy pickings for the evil one. When we don't believe something the, uh, the Bible says or we don't like it or it challenges us and we reject it or we just let it, we just ignore it. Just remember there's nothing wrong with the seed because the seed grew perfectly well in the, in the good ground, in the good soil. The problem is with the soil, with us, the hardness of our hearts. And, and maybe even as I say this, you're thinking of the parts of God's word that your heart is hard to. The parts of the the gospel that you just refuse to take on board. Someone who has wronged you that you refuse to forgive. Someone in your life that you know you need to give, something in your life that you need to give up in sacrifice for Jesus. We all have hard ground in our hearts. And the danger is that the hearts that are hard to the gospel are easy pickings for the enemy. And next Jesus says that, that some of the seed falls on rocky ground. Ground that has a shallow layer of soil um, and underneath it's just rock. And this is what happens. And what happens is that because the soil is shallow, it heats up quickly. And so the seed germinates quickly and shoots up and looks healthy. But there's no depth to to the soil and so the roots can't go deep. There's no access to water or nutrients. And so as soon as the sun comes out, it just weathers and die. If the path was hard hearts, the rocky soil is shallow hearts. The rocky soil is shallow hearts. These are people who at one time seemed so enthusiastic about God. People with with seemingly genuine love for Jesus in their hearts who when things get tough just fall away for one reason or another. Jesus says in verse 21 that's when persecution or tribulation comes up that they don't last because they don't have deep roots. 
And Jesus saw this response to his message too. In chapter 12, we see how he healed a man with a withered hand. He he, he healed a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. And the people saw this and heard his message and were amazed. And they even began to say, hey, could this be the Messiah? Could this be the son of David? Could this be the chosen one of God? And then the Pharisees come along and they say, "Ah, well, you know, um, he's demon-possessed. And maybe these people fall away. And to be honest with you guys, I almost find this the hardest one to talk about because I know people like this. People who at one time, you know, you count as brothers and sisters and, and who just don't believe the gospel anymore. There have been people who have been baptized in village who are no longer uh, trust in Jesus. And it's painful when that happens. It's sad. John, uh, another one of Jesus' disciples, wrote about this in one of his letters to the church. And, and he, he says in, in 1 John chapter 2, 19, he says, There are people who have left us, uh, but they weren't of us. Because if they had been of us, if they had really been of us, they would have continued with us. And you see, these people, even though they may look like Christians, even though they, they behaved like Christians, they were never really Christians to begin with. Because Jesus doesn't let his saints fall away. And it's always painful and sad when this happens. But the reality is that it does happen. In fact, in fact, it happens often in the life of the church. And, and maybe you're thinking, maybe you're like me, you know, you're like, that could never happen to me. I love Jesus. I know he loves me. Nothing can take me away from him. Well, listen, uh, I, I don't mean to scare anyone, but I've heard people say those things. And today they openly reject Jesus. In fact, they, they, they openly oppose him. So let me ask you, the challenge that we need to consider for ourselves, churches, is how deep do our roots go? You see, there are are parts of all our hearts that can be like rocky, shallow soil, right? And how many times have you stood in a worship gathering and and genuinely sung the words, I surrender all, Lord, Lord, I give it all to you. But when the reality of surrendering all to Jesus bites, that enthusiasm just withers. Or how many times have you heard a sermon that has really hit you hard about that one issue you needed to change? You say, that's it, Lord. You know, definitely this time, man, Jesus, me and you, we're doing it this time. I'm going to be bolder about sharing the gospel to my colleagues in work. And then as soon as you get into the office and they start making fun of you or they ask you the hard questions or, or maybe you don't get asked out for those drinks that everyone else is going to. And suddenly you find yourself shrinking back into your doubt like an unwatered plant that's been left in the windowsill in summertime. And if we're not putting deep down deep roots in Jesus, this will be us. I used to work on a farm and by far my least favourite job was lifting stones. Uh, You're like, what's lifting stones? Well, it's exactly what what it sounds like. It's lifting stones. See, before you can plant crops in a field, you have to go around and lift out all the big stones and and, um, uh, so that the crop can take deep root and grow healthy. And it's literally just walking up and down a field, lifting stones. Horrible. It's hard, back-breaking work. But the result is a healthy crop. And you can have a big harvest because you put that work in preparing the soil. So let me ask you, are you putting down deep roots in Jesus? Or are you growing in rocky soil? Is you, are there parts of your heart that are rocky and shallow? Are you abiding with him? Are there stones in your life that you need to put the work into to get rid of? Are you hearing and understanding and receiving and responding to God's word in your life? Psalm 1 is a, is a song about hearing and responding to God's word. 
And it says that the person who delights in God's word, the person who considers it deeply, he uses the word, he meditates on it. The person who considers it deeply, it says that that person is like a tree that's planted by streams of water that yields fruit in season and its leaves do not wither. That's what it's like to have soil that allows Jesus to put roots down deep in our hearts. You see, persecution will come. Uh, tribulation will happen. But when our roots are in Jesus, are deep, when we are hearing his word and responding correctly, we won't just survive, we will thrive. And next then, Jesus goes on to talk about seed that falls on thorny ground. Uh, this is seed that falls on, falls on soil that, that's also full of the seeds of weeds, right? And, and what happens is that the crop grows up, but so do the weeds. And before long, the weeds choke the life out of the crop. And I'm sure you've all seen this. Uh, in our back garden, we have what initially looked like one big bush, right? But when I got up close to it, I realized that it's actually a bush being choked by ivy and brambles. The ivy has grown in between all the branches and around the trunk. And the brambles have grown over the top of the bush. So that parts of that bush have completely died. The plant is having the life gradually choked out of it. And Jesus says when this happens, it's like believers who let the worries and pleasures of life choke the kingdom of God out of them so much so they can't even bear any fruit of, a, of the Christian life. You see, if the path is, the hard, or is hard hearts and the rocky soil is shallow hearts, then the thorny soil is distracted hearts. The thorny soil is distracted hearts. You see, with this kind of person, everything seems to be going okay. But underneath, there's an unwillingness to prioritize the way of Jesus in our lives. You see, in the thorny soil, there are two different plants competing for water and nutrients. You see, these people hear the word of God and take it on board to a degree, but they're so distracted by earthly things that they just can't flourish. And it's interesting the kinds of things that Jesus says are the thorns in our lives. In verse 22, he says that, that they are the, the cares of this world and the distraction, the deceitfulness of riches. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. riches. Essentially, he's saying it's worries and pleasures. It's the worries of, of the world and the pleasures of the world that are going to choke the life of Jesus out of us if we're not careful. And this happens when Jesus isn't really the priority in our hearts. And this is perhaps the most dangerous one for us, village, I think. Yes, the, the other two are definitely present in our, our lives. But, but think about the weeds and the thorns. You see, that, that, that bush in my back garden, that didn't get choked by the ivy and the brambles overnight. That has taken years to get to that stage. Weeds grow up gradually. Little by little, the vines grow around our hearts until they have control. Not Jesus. Slowly and surely the, the ivy grows in between the branches and around the trunk until it gets to the point where you can't even hear God's voice anymore. Brothers and sisters, we all have weeds in our lives. We all have weeds of some kind growing around our hearts. I've seen it over and over again. Think about the pleasures of life. Guys who, who start watching porn. And at first, it's just like a one-time thing. It's like, uh, it happens, and, and then it gradually happens It happens again, and then it gradually starts to take over until it's a full-blown habit, if not an addiction. 
Uh, you see, they're seeking satisfaction from porn because their hearts are so entangled by sin that they can't even remember that Jesus is the only one who truly satisfies. Or what about money worries? I don't think that any one of us would, would, would say that well, we, I prioritize money over Jesus. I don't know if any of us would admit to that. But, but what happens when the car breaks down and you have a bill that you weren't counting on coming in? Or, or what happens when you've lost work or your job because of coronavirus? It's in times like these that you find yourself consumed by worry about money. Your heart's so entangled by the weeds of worry that you can't even remember that Jesus said, I will provide all your need. I recognize this in my own life. The gradual encroachment of the weeds. Church, we need to make Jesus the priority. We need to hear and respond to his word. We need to be mindful that the weeds are aggressive and will grow up around us if we stop hearing the voice of Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 1 tells us that we need to throw off the sin that so easily entangles us. And the word is like, it's like a snare. It ensnares us. In other words, we need to do some weeding. And we can. We can get rid of the weeds because Jesus has defeated the power of sin in our lives. We are no, we no longer have to sin. You see, when Jesus walked out of that tomb after being dead for three days, he defeated the power of sin in our lives. And so no matter how hopeless it may feel, uh, no matter if you feel entangled by the ivy and covered over by the brambles, this does not have to be the case. Jesus has set us free from the power of sin. And Jesus himself says in John chapter 8 that who the Son sets free is free indeed. Hear the words of Jesus. Respond to his voice. Listen, if this is resonating with you this morning, cut those weeds out of your life. And let the seed of his word grow in your heart. Fourthly then, Jesus talks about the the good soil. The soil that that, that nourishes the seed and allows it to grow in it. The, The soil that allows the seed to grow up strong and healthy and produce a harvest. And Jesus says that the good soil are those who hear his word and understand it. You see, the path is the hard hearts. The rocky soil is the shallow hearts and the thorny soil is the distracted hearts. But the good soil... The good soil is the responsive heart. Jesus says that that these people hear the word and they understand. You see, hearing is an active thing. Just ask my dad. It's not a passive thing. It's about hearing and understanding and doing. Like when my dad asked, do you hear? He didn't mean, "Do do you hear my words? He said, do you hear and respond? Hearing requires action. In John 10, Jesus says that the sheep... Hear his voice and follow him. Jesus is like, he's comparing himself to like a shepherd. And he says, hey, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Hearing requires a response. You see, if we really hear the word of God, we will respond. We'll take it on board. We'll allow it to take root in our hearts. We allow it to confront us and challenge us and and challenge our beliefs. We allow ourselves to grow. And notice the result in verse 23. Jesus says that, that whoever understands the word, hears and understands, bears fruit. And the good soil is the only soil that bears fruit. The other three have no fruit. And Jesus says, listen, some people are going to have an average harvest. Some people are going to have a good harvest. And some people are going to have a bumper crop. But listen, even the soil that produces the smallest harvest is still called good. It's good soil. 
And what is this fruit? What is this harvest that Jesus is talking about? Well, it's the reflection of God's glory in our lives. It's sharing the gospel with others. It's praying more. It's worshiping more. It's weeding out the sins that entangle us. It's not being distracted by the worries of the pleasures of the world. It's desiring Jesus above everything else. It's, it, it's evidence of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. It's an increase of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control in our lives. Simply, it's just becoming more like Jesus. It's, it, it's, it's the kingdom of God that has been planted in seed form in our hearts, growing into maturity. Some of you are thinking, I, I, I want to be like that. I want to get rid of the hard soil. I want to get rid of the rocky soil. I want to get rid of the, the thorny soil. I, I, wanna, I want my heart to be completely good soil. How do I do this? How do I hear well? How do I be careful about how I hear? Well, listen, if you're a Christian this morning, you want to soften the, the, the soil of your heart. The first thing I would say would be take time to read the Bible. Listen to God. This, this is God's word. And maybe if you're wondering why you're not growing in your faith, then, then this is where I would start. Ask yourself, am I actually reading the, the, uh, the Bible in order to listen to God? Do I even want to hear God? Because if you want to hear God well, this is where we start. By setting aside a time to read his word and hear him. And then when you read and hear the word of God, read and hear it as the word of God. We're not just primarily reading uh, uh, Matthew, the, the gospel writer. We're not just hearing Paul, the, the, the apostle, writing. We're hearing God speak to his people. The king of kings is speaking to his subjects. And so we approach the Bible with humility, knowing that he has a message that is good and is life-giving for us. And thirdly then, when you do read the word, meditate on it. Consider it deeply. Be like, be like the person who's like the, 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 the tree planted by the river. Consider it deeply. Pray about it. Think about it. Meditate on it. I, I have a, a wee process that I use in it and, uh, and I'm happy to share that with anyone who wants. And it takes me uh, about uh, 15 minutes every day. And, and it's so easy to do that. To just think about it. Meditate on it. And then fourthly, respond to it. Put it into practice. You've listened. You've heard. You've considered. Now let God's word change you. Careful hearing is, remember, both action, uh, is both hearing and action. It's hearing and responding. It's hearing and understanding and obeying. And in these ways, we Christians can cultivate good soil in our hearts. And as Christians, uh, this is how we can respond to Jesus' call to make sure that we're hearing well. We need to let the word of God take root and deep in the soil of our hearts. And this is how we grow and thrive. This is how we make sure that we bear the fruit of the kingdom. Because this parable also comes with a warning. Listen to what Jesus says in, in verses 10 to 12. The disciples have asked him, uh, sorry, I'll just read it. The disciples came to him and said, what? listen, why do you speak in parables? And he, Jesus, answered them and said, uh, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Notice that, to you it has been given. This is a free gift. This is a gift of God to us. But to them, speaking of the people who reject it, it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. That's the warning of Jesus. That, that those who hear and respond will receive more, but those who close their ears will lose what they had or at least thought they had to begin with. 
You see, there's a difference between those who, who come to Jesus to receive and hear and respond to his message about the kingdom and those who just stand in the crowd. And Jesus says, open your ears. Respond to my word. Like, Don't harden your heart. Don't, don't, don't just stay on the edge of the crowd. Because as much as those who do receive it will receive more, there'll be growth. You'll see it growing in your life. Those who reject Jesus, whatever they did have, will be taken away from them. Listen, the sober truth is that if you don't respond to the word of God, you will be outside the kingdom of God forever. You'll be outside his family forever. So soften your heart. And maybe you're not a Christian. And maybe you've been asking yourself some questions or you've been tuning into our services for a while. Well, listen, Jesus is calling you. Hear the call of Jesus. Don't, don't just stay on the edge of the crowd any longer. Don't just stand looking at the automatic doors from a distance. Walk towards them with an attitude of wanting to enter and those doors will open up. Seek the kingdom of God. And it's not just a warning that Jesus has given us here. It's an invitation. Just before Jesus tells his parable, his mother and his brothers come looking for him. We saw that in our reading. And someone comes to tell him, hey, yeah, Jesus, you're, you're, I don't know if people said, hey, Jesus, maybe they did. But he said, hey, Jesus, your, your mother and your brothers are here and they're looking for you. And, and his response is incredible. He, he points to the disciples. He said, these are my mother and my brothers. He says, whoever does the will of God is my family. Uh, when, when Mark, another disciple, another gospel writer, he, he tells this story in, in his gospel. He says that, that Jesus said, my family are those who hear the word of God and, and do it. <laughs> in other words, whoever hears in that responsive way, whoever hears the word of God in response to it, become the family of God. You see, the call to be careful how we hear is an invitation to come into the kingdom of God and into the very family of God. As we hear the word of God and respond to it, we become the brothers and sisters of children, uh, the brothers and sisters of Jesus. We become the very children of God. So don't stand outside any longer. Hear Jesus calling you and respond. Come in to the family of God. And for those of us who are Christians this morning, Jesus' invitation is exactly the same. We need to hear and respond to the call of Jesus. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And listen, maybe it's been a while since you've heard his voice. Has it? Does it feel like it's been a while since you've heard his voice? Maybe you've been so entangled in the brambles for so long that, that maybe you feel like you don't even, uh, that, 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 that you're being choked by them. That you don't even know what his voice sounds like anymore. Maybe you've got some shallow roots with some rocks that need to be removed. And maybe your heart is even hard. Maybe you're on a path that has been so well trampled that you find it hard to believe that your heart will ever be soft again. Well, listen, it can be soft again. Hear the voice of Jesus. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to soften your heart. He's calling you to approach those doors and enter in. He's calling you to hear carefully. He's calling you to put him first in your life, to cut down the weeds, to remove the rocks, become like a tree that's planted by the riverbank, that bears fruit in season, Be, become like that, that tree whose leaves never wither. Because Jesus has defeated the power of sin in your life. You no longer have to be hard soil. You no longer have to be rocky soil. You no longer have to be thorny soil. 
You can be good soil. You can respond to the words of Jesus. Hear him calling you this morning. Listen, hear him, turn to him, respond to him. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And and perhaps this is what you need to do now as we take communion together. Um, We know and trust in uh, the promise that, that as we take this meal that the Lord Jesus himself is with us in a special way by his spirit. And and maybe as we take this meal today um, and we take the bread that symbolizes Jesus' body that was broken for us as he died on the cross. And and maybe as we take the wine uh, and remember Jesus' blood shed for us as he died on the cross. Remember that he did this for you. Remember that he did this so that that you could share in his kingdom, so so that you could be part of his kingdom, so that you could be part of his family. And and use that meal as as Jesus called to you this morning to return to him. Say, Lord, I want to get rid of all the hard soil in my heart. I want to get rid of the the weeds. I want to get rid of the rocks. I want to be a good uh, child who listens to their father's voice. And Jesus did all this so that so that we could share in his kingdom. So let, let's let this meal be his call to us this morning. Jesus is calling. He's saying, come back to me. Come back to me. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Be careful how you hear. Let me pray. Father God, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you that you speak to us. We don't deserve that. We don't deserve you to even uh, incline to to turn your voice to us, but you do. You speak to us, Lord, and um, I pray, Lord, for, for, for us as a church family that, that we would be good soil. Father, I pray for anyone that feels that their heart is hard this morning. I pray that you would soften their hearts, that they would just turn around and open uh, and turn around, open their hearts to you and, and hear your word and respond. Lord, I pray for anyone who feels that their heart is, has got some rocks in it this morning. That maybe they've got some areas where they've got shallow roots, where they don't trust you, where, where, they, where, they, where they're not hearing you clearly. Father, I pray for, for anyone who feels that they've got some weeds growing up around them this morning. Father, thank you that you, that, that who the Son sets free is free indeed and that you have set us free, free through your death and resurrection and ascension uh, to the right hand of the Father. Father, I pray that we would be, as a family, good soil. And Lord, I pray for anyone who is listening, who hasn't received you, who, who hasn't ever considered maybe that this is for them. Father, I pray that your seed would take root this morning, that they would realize their need of a Savior. They would realize that without hearing your word and responding to it, they'll be outside the kingdom in darkness forever. And Jesus, we pray these things uh, for your glory and we long for the fulfillment of your kingdom. So we say, come Lord Jesus. And we pray these things in your mighty name. Amen.